Welcome back to whatever we're going to call this. We have no idea what the name of this show is going to be, but it's going to be something along the lines with Terry Tam talks to random people here and there every month, every so often. Um, today, honestly, I'm super happy to have on Buddy uh, Adam Kaplan from AC Radio uh, just launched his new podcast, formerly known as The United States Decision. I was on that a few times. My girlfriend actually reminded me the first time you had me on, I think we spoke for like three and a half hours. And I was on the phone in my kitchen and she's like, you were gone for almost four hours. I'm like, what are you talking about? It honestly flew by. And uh, I got Adam on right now. He's been on with us before. Adam, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. You just redeemed yourself because at first you said talking to random people. So you really made me feel good. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, you brought back the old days of, uh, you know, the unanimous decision uh, collabing with Hot Sauce Sports. I really miss those days where we'd hop on there for one to three hours and, and just shoot the shit. For me, I really didn't give a shit whether we got one view or a thousand views. Just the amount of fun that went right by uh, during those hours was definitely the case. And yeah. uh, any opportunity that your girl refers to me as your boyfriend is a great opportunity for me. Yeah, always. She's <laughs> she's like, oh, your boyfriend's calling. <laughs> and every once in a while, like I'll get a text from you, right? So then she'll look at my phone. She'll be like, oh, your boyfriend's calling, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it comes off randomly. I love it. I fucking love it. Um, so what's going on, man? So you're you're doing your first play-by-play this coming weekend, right? At uh, Front Row Fight Club 1, our boys, Top Soft Sports guys, we used to do the live streams with, those legendary live streams we used to do at fucking those old UFC fights. No, oh, those were epic. Those were unbelievable. I'd always get hammered. It was unbelievable. So how did you get in? How did they come? How did they ask you? Like, what was the whole process? It's your first time, right? So um, I know, like, we're buddies with them, but, like, what was the whole process behind it? Yeah, so nothing really fancy about the story. I mean, Chris reached out to me uh, maybe about two months ago and said, hey, there might be an opportunity where uh, you could work cage side commentary for us for the first event of Front Row Fight Club. And I was like, look, man, keep me in the loop. I'm all over that. And, uh, you know, keep me in the loop. And then about a month and a half went by and I hadn't heard anything. And I reached out to Chris and I said, so what's the dealio? And uh, the next day the offer was sent to me and, you know, I'll be on the road tonight at about 3, 4 a.m. to make it for the weigh-ins. And, uh, you know, it's an opportunity of a lifetime for me. Uh, talking is definitely one of my strong suits. I have no problem with that. Play-by-play commentary is a new thing. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty familiar with the sport of mixed martial arts and boxing, and uh, I'm even more familiar with calling it as I see it. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be in the booth next to Jack and Chris. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's an it's a great opportunity. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the success of the first event so that uh, hopefully I'll be able to be cage side with them again moving forward. Is Are you doing the play by play? Are you doing the color? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. I, I, you know, to be quite honest, I, I think it is everybody's first time. So I think everybody's gonna, you know, try to do a little bit of both. Um, if I had to guess, I would say Chris would be more of the color guy and me and Jack would kind of take the realm on, uh, doing a little bit of play by play and color as well. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a versatile chit chatter, so I don't really think it'll be, uh, too much of a problem. No, I think you'll. I think you'll be fine. And Chris is good. He'll give you those random punchlines here and there. Yeah, exactly for sure. I mean, as long as I don't pull a John Attic and say, uh, you know, 
so-and-so is, uh, you know, really happy to be back in the cage since he has to pay child support or alimony <laughs> to his kid. I think I'll be, I think I'll yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, man. You, honestly, but that's the thing is like, we've done so many live streams and we, and we just talk shit and sometimes we'll say like the wrong thing and you don't want that to come out because there's a context for everything, right? So you're going to say something dumb and you don't want to say like, I don't even want to think about what I would say by accident you know and if you're seeing it on a live stream so where's the where's the fight I, I i ordered it it's on um fight tv right yeah absolutely fight tv such a great app i mean giving regional shows an opportunity and a platform to actually play their events uh you know which is really really great so it's going to be at the niagara convention center in niagara falls obviously and uh you know uh the capacity of the stadium or the arena is is pretty significant so you know, I, I think that that place is definitely going to be making some noise for sure. Well, I mean, if it's any consolation to that video that Chris posted on Facebook of those guys in from that area, that well in the area, man, it's like a it's like the how can I say this, man? It's like it's known to be like just brawls all the time. It's like the West Virginia of Canada, basically that little area where you guys are going to be. So these guys are huge fight fans like the picture, probably a, a bunch of Nate Diaz fans over there, guaranteed wearing which, a rep uh, which pod were you talking about or which group of guys what do you mean you said that there's a group of guys out there are you just being like generally speaking yeah or? in general like they love it out there they love fights out there it's just like a, that type of place and even the hockey players are always like the tough guys that come out of that city too like paul bissonette is from welland you know like that's just from oh. like from that area and that's where chris is from and you, it's close to niagara so it's like a tough part of canada that people don't realize like niagara falls you think the falls right but it's a tough part of canada that people don't realize a lot of fight fans out there i'm sure you guys will fill it up and uh and i hope and i hope you guys do but who's who's on that card um that you're excited to see i know there's a few cancellations but what's the uh what's the whole card look like and who's the most who's the, the fight you're most excited to see yeah unfortunately uh mustafa versus uh Wu uh is off that would have been one of the bigger uh canadian heavyweight fights that canada has seen in a little bit and uh, Jordan Balmier and uh, Xavier Nash is also off. That was supposed to be a great fight. And, um, you know, the last fight was Matt Special versus uh, Suwil Tahiri, uh, a UAE Warriors um, veteran. And, you know, Special is, you know, trained by Joe Valtellini. So obviously an amazing kickboxer. Was really looking forward to those matches. But right now, I would say, you know, standard procedure. Definitely looking forward to the main event, Imperato versus Carson. And uh, I would say, you know, for more of like a prelims or like first fight of the night type of uh, bout, I'm looking forward to Gino versus Noah Crosswell because uh, there's definitely some beef there. They have some un uh, unsettled business. Oh, they and, do. Uh, I'm looking forward to Gino G and Noah Crosswell getting in there and kind of settling things. And I'll be calling him Gino G the whole time, baby. What's I think that there's nothing better than than a nickname like that. Sounds like a sounds like a guy who could be on the first or fourth line in the NHL. Sounds like a guy who's hitting uh, home runs in the MLB. And you know, maybe we'll see Saturday night. He'll be throwing bombs on Front Row Fight Club. What's the What's the beef between them? Do you know any details? Well, I believe that uh, Noah comes from a, a mixed martial arts family, so mm -hmm. I feel that Gino feels that he's been a little bit protected in his amateur career and, uh, you know, doesn't always feel like he's the most consistent mixed martial artist in the training room. And, uh, you know, Gino kind of feels like uh, Noah has had the path paved to him in a certain way, which, you know, I don't think I necessarily agree with. 
But uh, at the same time, I mean, there are a lot of politics and a lot of talk that go on in mixed martial arts, especially in Ontario as well. It's a pretty tight-knit community, I would say even tighter than Montreal. And, uh, you know, that, that, that seems to be why Gino has a bit of a chip on his shoulder towards Noah. And, you know, Noah obviously is reciprocating due to the fact that, you know, when someone has something to say about him, he then has something to say about uh, the opposing person. But ultimately, you know, it's, uh, as they say, it's all talk. It's all going to get settled in the cage on Saturday night. That's it. I mean, you can say anything you want. I thought it was like more personal than that. Like, I didn't think it was just because of work ethic. I feel like people take it too personally. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, uh, people devote their whole lives to the fight game, right? So it, it it obviously, you know, yeah, it's not as personal. You know what I mean? I don't have to give a few examples as, as terms of what could have uh, made it be a lot worse. But, uh, you know, people not feeling like they are getting their due in my opinion in the fight game is more than enough reason to uh want to step in there and dance of course of course i mean it's a perfect segue to what i mean what i wanted to talk to you about and uh jake paul i mean listen he's a guy who's all of a sudden he's making all this money and all these youtubers are making all this money and he's official it's official finally i mean we'll see uh but him and tommy fury is supposed to fight august 6th finally that's the fight actually i think a lot of people actually want to see uh, I'd rather see that than anything else he did basically before this. You know what I mean? Like I would, I'm happy that he's fighting a guy like Tommy Fury because, you know, I feel like they're kind of at the same level, but either way, he's the type of guy who's been make, who's been screaming fighter pay, fighter pay, fighter pay, showing how much he can make. But the difference is, is that he's a self promoter. He's been his entire life where a lot of these guys, they're, they're part of this whole old school, uh, either boxing or MMA, these old school organizations and like steer lane, work hard and you'll get your opportunity when it comes. Um, a lot of these guys are creating their own opportunities. Like we can say Conor McGregor called his own shot too. Nate Diaz called his own shot against Conor McGregor. Like people are creating their own opportunities nowadays. And I think to your point is that even if it is paved for you, you're still, that was an opportunity that you created. Well, absolutely. I mean, first off, I don't think people actually consider the amount of work that Jake Paul has had to put into his YouTube career. Uh, obviously, I understand that, you know, YouTube and fighting are two separate avenues, but now we're in the era where they have found a way to mesh them both together. And it is entertainment, you know, so the fact that people are a little bit butthurt that he's getting that much attention, et cetera, then you got to step on one of these bad boys and start running your mouth and start calling people out. Yeah. And, you know, what boggles my mind is the fact that fighters don't want to pave their own route. That's why I have so much respect for Michael Chandler. He's always thinking two to three steps ahead. He's always thinking about his next opponents. He's not just going to wait for the UFC brass or the Bellator brass to dictate where his career should go and who he should fight and kind of the path that it should be taken. So, you know, I appreciate the fact that these fighters, the ones that are, are getting on the mic and are, you know, setting the record straight for what they want to do. But most importantly, it's the guys that are bringing asses in the seats, pay-per-views being bought for, and obviously emphatic finishes uh, that are actually going to get what they want. And we're seeing that in Michael Chandler. We're seeing that in Jake Paul as well. And, you know, I love the fight versus Tommy Fury. I went to the Woodley-Paul fight uh, number two in Tampa Bay. I had a fantastic, fantastic time. You know, as a Jake Paul fan, personally, I was a little bit worried. Didn't feel like the fight was really going his way the first few rounds. And uh, that certainly changed when he got the knockout of the year against Tyron Woodley. 
But uh, I was definitely the alle- alleged knockout. Alleged. A what? Alleged knockout because people are saying that he that he uh, he he triggered him. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I too old, uh, would uh, would let somebody knock me out on national yeah, television exactly. and then have my my brain bounce against the canvas like a basketball. But in front I, of I, my I, mother, my daughter, my family, in front of everybody I love, basically. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would love yeah. I would love to go out on my stomach like that against the YouTuber for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's worth the five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you could sense the sarcasm there in my voice. I definitely don't <laughs> think that it was a uh, fixed fight. But, uh, you know, haters going to hate. It is what it is, uh, you know. But like I said, man, I mean, I wanted to see the Fury fight to g- begin with. That's why I bought the ticket. So I'm certainly looking forward to this one. I think that, uh, you know, Fury's last opponent being 9-1 and one was a great opponent uh, for him because he had a great record, but the skills weren't necessarily there either. So from a resume standpoint, it was the perfect fight to put on. You know, you're looking at it. There was no way that Jake was going to fight Anderson Silva next. There was no way he was going to fight Sonny Bill Williams. And there was no way he was going to fight Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So this absolutely makes sense for him to fight Tommy Fury uh, in his next fight. And I believe this will be, what, his sixth fight? He's 5-0? and Yeah. No. Two, three. Yeah, he's 5-0. and Yeah, he's got two against Woodley, Askren, Nate Robinson, um the youtuber gib youtubers who yeah and 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 gib and then he fought one uh amateur fight against deji so you know this is going to be a sixth fight and what folks don't understand is is that in five fights he's already beaten two mma world champions and ones that will actually go down in history as dominant ones in in one championship and the ufc i mean Remember a point in time when Tyron Woodley was supposed to surpass George St. Pierre? Yeah, I mean. You, you know, so I understand that Woodley is not a boxer. He's a wrestler with an overhand right. And, you know, his skills have have been on the decline, et cetera. But uh, what people don't realize is, is the amount of experience that Woodley and Askren have had in the fight game. To see what Jake Paul has done, in my opinion, has been impressive. You have to ignore the bullshit that he says when he thinks that Arthur Beterbev is trash and Joe Smith Jr. is trash and he'll be the light heavyweight champ of the year. This is nonsense. Yeah, he's just you know he's foreshadowing. He's showing he's gonna he's just showing us what he's gonna say. So it's not it's not shocked it's not shocking when it happens in two years because sure sure and he just wants to trigger people, man. Yeah, take it's working. Take too seriously. Yeah, okay, they take our they take what our politicians say too seriously. They think they're our saviors. Uh, they they take what a burner account on Twitter says too seriously, and they also take too seriously what Jake Paul says. And yeah. you got to be able to sift out the bullshit, guys. Of course, you got uh, anything that Jake Paul says, take like ten percent of it and just dissect it, and you'll understand what he's trying to say. He's 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 doing everything for not clout, I would say, because he's the people chase him. Like he's become the A side, if we're gonna use Mayweather's terms, but. Uh, He's become the A side of that world, you know. Like Tommy Fury is clearly not the 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 money puller here. He's not pulling in fans. He's not that guy. Uh, I just like what Jake Paul is doing, and I think that he's woken a lot of people up. And there's really nothing wrong with what he's doing. And he's fought. It's not as if like he when he says I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Canelo. I want to fight Canelo. Like I thought that Anderson Silva is a good fight for him. I didn't think that it should happen right now. I thought that I always thought Fury was the guy. And I and I believe that. But then Fury was going back and forth. I'm like, okay, well, Anderson Silva should be the guy. Like he just won. Like 
he's 40. You know, the, you, everybody that Jake Paul fights against has to have something that like kind of takes away a little bit of credit in order to give them the uh, the legitimacy, right? So Anderson Silva's like, oh, he's a sick boxer, but he's 40. So Jake Paul would be good for him, you know? So now Jake Paul's getting that respect to the point where he could fight really, like he could fight older good strikers where before he was knocking out uh, wrestlers and YouTubers. You know what I mean? So his, 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 his the respect globally is growing for Jake Paul. I've always had it because he's only fought people in his category, so you can't say anything wrong with that. So I'm I'm all for it, man. I would love to see him fight in MMA. I don't think it'll happen this year. Uh, but what do you think? How what's the timeline for him to fight in UFC if not MMA? Well, just to circle back to what you said before, I mean, the reason why I don't think the Anderson Silva fight makes sense is because should he win, you have two things going on the table. Oh, he's forty. Oh, he's an MMA fighter. Let's yeah. see him fight a boxer. Let's see him fight somebody younger. Now he's fighting a boxer. Now he's fighting somebody younger. So we're ticking off two boxes there. And then you add into the fact that he's beating somebody in the Fury family, which I don't really count because let's be real here. The difference between Tyson and Tommy is is so far away. It's like comparing the earth to Uranus, you know, other than their it, accents and their voice. They have literally nothing the same. Like they don't fight the same. They don't know nothing. They don't look the same. No. Like the, you would never be. We look more like brothers than they do. Absolutely. Right. There's no doubt about that. And I believe they are half brothers. So I don't think that they share the same mum. Um, but, uh, to circle back to what you said before, uh, do I think that Jake Paul will fight in MMA? I do. I do. I think he will. Um, I don't see him fighting in the UFC. I don't see him fighting in PFL. I don't see him fighting in Bellator or Eagle FC or one, uh, for that matter. I do see him putting on his own promotion, perhaps similar to what Dillahoya tried to do with Golden Boy, except yeah. probably run it more successfully. But uh, let's be real here. I mean, he's going to have to find a guy who's a free agent or, uh, you know, from a banner that will be willing to sign over their fighter. You know, like, I'll be yeah. real with you. I think that Bellator would let Dylan Dennis fight um, fight Jake Paul. But I don't think that that fight would happen. I think we have a bigger, a better chance of seeing Dylan Dennis fight one of the Paul brothers in uh in boxing i'd love to see logan fight dylan dennis on the co-main event of uh maybe a jake paul and ksi fight or something like that yeah that'd be pretty cool uh, for mma you're talking about M an mma right no in boxing i don't see uh i don't see why paul the paul brothers would want to fight dennis in mma considering his his jujitsu background but uh you know i don't know if i'm we're gonna see jake paul in mma and i think it would be a mistake I think we already saw it in Conor McGregor, how steering away from boxing, uh, MMA to go to boxing to chase that bag and the legacy and beating Floyd Mayweather is actually one of the catalysts to why McGregor's career is where it is right now. Yeah. You know, not from a financial standpoint, but as a professional fighter, let's be honest here, that was a fucking big detour, man. Yeah, huge. I mean, the thing is, is that, you you sometimes you shoot for the stars or you shoot for something that you're going to go for and if it doesn't hit man you you have to go right back to the bottom of that ladder and that's 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 the worst part about it so uh what's next for you man what's going on with ac radio i mean i saw the i was just watching the interview with jesse thompson so um it's fantastic man honestly i think you're you're doing you're doing a great job i love it I actually I appreciate it. it. Yeah, the latest episode is with coach jesse thompson uh who's going to be working tonight uh, so we're June 23rd, Thursday, on one of Eye of the Tiger's biggest 
boxing shows in history. I mean, it's completely stacked, multiple title fights on it. So he'll be cornering his fighter, Avery Martin Duval, who's a, a, a 6-0 and 1, looking to be 7-0 and 1. Uh, that draw seemed as if he got robbed in Mexico. You know, probably judges weren't favoring him. So, you know, let's call him an 8-0 fighter. And uh, he's won the Golden Gloves almost every year for his amateur career. He's a fantastic fighter. Stephen Bang Bang Butler is fighting Brandon Brewer uh, for the NABF Super Middleweight title or the Middleweight title. Um, Artem Ogojian is fighting. Uh, Mary Spence is fighting. It's it's just uh, Eric Bazinian is fighting. Yeah. It's a completely stacked card. So, you know, I had Coach Thompson on the show. We spoke a little bit about his his roster of fighters. Uh, Brandon Moore, who's now who's based out of Florida, actually. So Jesse is expanding his uh, stable into the United States. He's got Avery Martin Duval. He's got the Black Buffalo, Mighty Mo, and uh, you know, obviously, he has the uh, you know the future heavyweight champion of the world, Harley Morenstein, who fought in the uh, Creator Clash. So I had to have him on the show. Uh, I'm a big MMA guy, a big boxing guy, but you know are you, what? Are you a bacon uh, guy though? What? Are you a bacon guy? Am I a bacon guy? Yeah, uh, you know, Harley Morenstein's the king of bacon. Listen, you know, I, I dabble. I dabble, but, uh, you know, more more importantly, I came from, you know, being a young professional wrestling fan in the WWF, WWE days. And to be honest with you, this YouTube boxing is pretty much the closest thing that is still giving me that storyline meets yeah. entertainment, but also meets actually the real thing of combat sports. So I'm a sucker for it, but... Uh, you know, in terms of what's next for AC Radio, I mean, look, we're only eight episodes in, which is surprising considering I've put so much planning and time and effort in the studio and the equipment and all of that. But we're only eight episodes in, so got a long way to grow. You know, if I compare eight episodes to how much stuff Hot Sauce Sports is, it has done, I'm a, I'm a rookie of the rookies. You know what I mean? But your views uh, look better than ours did at the beginning, though. At the beginning, I will say. <laughs> Okay, listen, I'm not all right, whatever. It is what no, it is. No, I'm just saying that it's just you're doing a good job. Like I just, get you, man. Yeah. But you know what? Consistency above all. It's easy to it's easy to pump out 10 episodes. So, you know, we'll see where AC radio's at in a year. Uh, you know, I'm hard on myself, I'm hard on the production of the show and how everything should go. So uh, you know, I celebrate the wins for about three milliseconds. And then I'm thinking how we could grow the show. So, you know, just trying to get better guests in, bigger guests, trying to get more folks in studio, which will be a bit difficult, but I digress. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with this play-by-play -play commentary thing. And, uh, you know, most importantly, it's all about just remaining consistent and and pumping out content uh, for the uh, the best possible opportunities for AC Radio. I played uh, football with Harley growing up. We had I played one season with him with the Mustangs. He was probably the funniest guy ever. And then he does he just launches that YouTube channel when YouTube was at its infancy, and now he's a boxer. You know what I mean? Like more or less, for lack of a better term, he's a professional boxer. He got paid to box. He's a professional boxer. Yeah. And it's just Harley's always been the guy, you know. And it's just it's it's always impressive. A, little, a kid from the West Island. And um and Je and he he picked the right coach. Jesse is such a such a good dude, and he's also one of the best coaches that we don't even know about in in the world right now. Yeah, he's a young guy, thirty one years old, with a wealth of experience. You know, been in the corner of Lucien Boutet, been in the corner of Ryan Ford, uh, has been the assistant coach of Simon Keen. 
So, you know, some big, big names that he has worked with. He's only 31 years old. Uh, I absolutely don't see anybody else that Harley could have worked with besides Jesse. He did work with Lentz Lundy as well from TriStar Gym, who is a uh, former, I believe, um, national champion of Canada and uh, did a little bit of pro fighting and then stuck with coaching after that. But uh, Jesse, in my opinion, is is the best fit for Harley. And yeah, it's amazing to see, you know, he was he was hot on Epic Meal Time since about what, 2012, 2013, 14. And, you know, um, like most people are doing, dude, they are rebranding and also building more longevity in their yeah. career by throwing in this boxing thing. And, you yeah. know. Some people hate hate it. Some people love it. But, uh, you know, 12,000 people were at that arena screaming their fucking heads off. So the joke's on the haters, man. Uh, he's talking about rebranding. Harley's rebranding to a boxer. You rebranded United's decision to AC Radio. It's doing well. I'm rebranding my entire career. So we'll, we're going to see what's going to happen. You have to change, right? And I think that's what... That's what you're trying to get to. And uh, one aspect I do like about your show is that you'll always give, well, on the Jesse Thompson interview, it's more as a one-on-one. -on -one, but when you're in there, you're giving your, you know, the fitness training advice and staying focused and, you know, the motivation and all that part. And, you know, that's the, that's the part that kind of drives me to the pages because, you know, I, I look at that too. Like I'm on a, I'm on a kind of like a get back in shape weight loss journey right now and it's doing well. And, you know, sometimes you just want to hear a little bit of motivation and things like that work a lot. Uh, so I appreciate that, like on a personal standpoint, Adam, I really do. Well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, when I rebranded AC Radio, the goal was is, is to discuss anything that I want to talk about, which is obviously the fight game. You know, I'll, I'll get on here anytime and rap with you about football or, or hockey or basketball or whatever it is. But, you know, I am a business owner. I am a personal trainer. So I do know a thing or two, obviously, about fitness. And, you know, as someone also who struggled with weight my whole life and, you know, is also in a rebuilding phase also, which I'm not ashamed to say, um, I understand how difficult it is. And I understand that people do need a kick in the ass and people do need to understand that there is always light at the end of that tunnel. It's just always hard to see it when you're at the beginning or, or the, um, you know, the middle stages of, of that dark place. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you were a nine-year-old kid, you know, I'm going to hit you with some nostalgia now. When you're a nine-year-old kid and you're playing fucking Pokemon Red or Blue <laughs> and you beat that first badge and then they tell you to get into that cave, you're like, holy shit, I'm going to be in this cave forever, man. I and never, never played Pokemon. Okay, well, now I <laughs> I've, honestly, I never got into it. I it never, actually explains a lot about you now as a person. <laughs> but, um, you know, you never really know when you're going to get out of that tunnel. And, uh, you know, it's important to have, you know, people in your corner that want to see you succeed and want to yeah. see you motiv motivated. And, you know, there's so much bullshit on social media and online. Everybody out there is, um, you know, trying to clickbait, trying to say the easy and the fun stuff to, you know, get likes, follow subscribers. But um, I truly speak from the heart and I speak from, uh, from past experiences. So when I say it, I mean it because I've also lived it and I am even living it as, a, as, as we speak. And, you know, the average person likes to make it like their life is uh, so fine and dandy. And I love what David Goggin said. He said, you know, when you're sitting down, you're having a coffee with a friend and they're kind of 
you know, making it seem like their life is so great. It ain't so great. They're just better than you at hiding their demons in their darkness. So I like to bring all that darkness to light and, you know, get asses motivated in the seats. And to be honest with you, a lot of folks have actually been happier with the fitness and motivation side than the boxing side. But again, man, I made AC radio to uh, discuss what I want to talk about. And uh, in turn, if you give it a chance, you give it a shot, you'll actually learn a thing or two about something that you didn't think you would, because I like to break it down to the casual to intermediate fan, uh, the fight stuff, and as well as the fitness stuff. That's it, man. Well, anyway, I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Uh, they, they can find you at Adam Camp 13, like you see on the screen, and at the AC Radio, AC Radio on YouTube. Obviously, they can listen on Spotify and Apple Pods as well. Um, that was Adam Kaplan, the voice in your ears, buddy. Good luck this weekend. Uh, I'll be watching 100% uh, fight.tv if you can't make it to the Niagara Convention Center fight.tv to watch uh, Front Row Fight Club's first event um you know good dudes over there they launched they had an event going day before it got canceled still paid the fighters a year later uh well almost a year later we're back and they have a bunch of Canadian talent out there Michael Imperato is still fighting I don't think his fight is canceled right Canadian MMA legend too so uh check it out fight.tv I think it's 14.99 from what I remember 14.99 it's easy watch canadian content canadian mma it's fantastic and you're going to hear the best play-by-play commentator that nobody knows about adam kaplan the voice in your ears thanks buddy appreciate it sheesh thanks t